0: On Devil Times 5, we've got reanimations, incantations, and tentaculations because it's HP Lovecraft Month. Welcome to episode 21 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. I'm Cliff, and I'm joined as ever by CJ, Emily, Bryony, and Phil. Hello.
1: Hiya.
0: On this month's show, we're going to be looking at films based on the work of American author Howard Phillips Lovecraft. So pour yourself a nice glass of gin and Miskatonic, and it's nice Cthulhu, Cthulhu. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. The <Nice. laughs> nice. so first, we'll start with our highs and lows from the last month of Horror Viewing. And Phil, you can go first.
2: Uh, okay, my high was I finally watched the Werner Herzog Nosferatu. Um, the other day, um, which is lovely. Um, it's, it's lovely if you like Werner Herzog. I suppose if you don't, it's quite a boring film, but I thought it was gorgeous. It's really, really beautiful and has more rats in it than I think any film, probably more rats than Willard. I've never seen a, a film with more rats in it. And I was reading about it and he, uh, he dyed the rats grey. I think, by putting them in boiling water. It's not a nice film when you look into it properly, um, but it was fantastic. If you've seen the original one, the one that he's Mm. remaking, obviously, um, there's lots of really gorgeous, very subtle homages to the original film, which are really clever, because they don't look like sort of shot-for-shot remakes like um, Gus Van Sant does for no reason whatsoever. Um, It's like, it's the similar sort of feel, and he really gets the... The sort of nasty, grimy, spiderness of um, of, Nos- of, um, of Dracula, without sort of just mm. remaking the film. I just thought it was fantastic. It's really, really Sounds amazing. Cool. The last third is all sort of plague imagery um, and people going mad, and it's absolutely fantastic and genuinely unsettling in a way that films don't seem to be that much anymore. Uh, have none of you? Have none of you seen it? I,
3: I have. For um, years ago, I don't a really long, remember. Long, long time ago.
2: Yeah, oh, I loved it. Um, my low light is Rupture 2016. It was on telly the other night. And I had other films oh. lined up to be my low lights. Um, but this just blew them all out of the park. It's an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> 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 um, it's terrible on every level, which is a shame. Well, it, it's made by the same guy who did Secretary. And so I watched it thinking, oh, yeah. oh. I thought thinking, oh, I'll watch it. Uh, Steven Scheinberg. Um, and I got halfway through it going, oh, yeah, I thought Secretary was a piece of shit as well, so I don't know why <laughs> um, I got so far into it. It's a woman who is sort of kidnapped and then um, put through a series of sort of ordeals in the same sort of way that is in Martyrs. You know, they're trying to make... You know, in Martyrs, spoiler alert, they're trying to make her have a transcendental experience. Yeah. In this, they're trying to sort of rupture her DNA through... um, uh, um. Uh, through fear so that she can become like part of an alien race maybe I don't really know it's mainly a woman uh, uh, wandering through sort of ducts um you know like those big ducks that nobody ever actually has in their in their in their office blocks just yeah, wandering yeah, through yeah. that looking yeah. at people being tortured it's saw this awful sickly orange color palette all the way through for no reason whatsoever and it was oh, it was terrible Is that, have you ever you seen rupture no oh, but i see it's got really?
0: Leslie manville in it who's really good in mum the sick home. oh really <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's got Michael Chiklis in it, who just sort of stands very still with a beard for most of it, looking at people. That's all he does. Just a sort of fat man in a suit, just looking at you menacingly. Um, mm. Yeah, what, a, what a terrible... Michael Chiklis is. Who's Michael Chiklis? He, is, he plays the Thing in the Fantastic Four movies. He's a um. bald man. He's a bald man. And, and boy. Boy. if guy. you look on IMDb, um, the character he plays in this film is bald man. Michael Chiris Uh, plays uh, bald man. Typecasting. Absolute, uh, really, really bad. Emily.
1: Um, Highlight, I haven't watched an enormous number of movies this month that aren't Lovecraftian, but I did have a rewatch of Ben Wheatley's Sightseers, which um, is always great. I have to say that after about, this is about the third or fourth time I've watched it, and after a while, it's still funny and the performances are still great, but the ending becomes much, much more disturbing on the rewatch. Or maybe that was just me being a bit existential on a Sunday night. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. still a fantastic piece of work.
2: So
0: I think that's still Ben Wheatley's best film. Mm.
1: So yeah, far. I, I agree.
2: So far. Yeah, it probably is. Why did the Why does the ending seem more disturbing the more you watch it?
1: I, I think it, I think it's just there's something about the the real kind of bleakness and sort of nihilism to it, but also there's kind of I don't know. You because. Ben Weekly so obsessed with things being a little bit ambiguous and a little bit mysterious you're just like so what happened next and then you think how much yeah. do you feel kind of complicit in what's going on in the film while you're watching it as opposed to just going huh she's wearing silly leggings um but it's <laughs> it is it
2: is fab have you seen prevenge
1: not yet, yes. no. that's oh, Revenge is
2: fantastic and it's not a sequel in any way, shape or form. But in my mind, it's what she did next. It really feels awesome. that way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, fun,
1: I'm yeah. a massive fan of Alice Lowe. I just haven't got around to that. She's great. Alice. Really, really she
2: great.
0: She and, uh, she and Steve Orham came out on the first night of Fright Fest to, uh, as surprise guests to introduce the whole weekend. It was really nice. Oh,
1: exciting. Uh,
0: and your low light, Emily?
1: Uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. No! Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> uh, it <laughs> <terrible. That's
0: laughs> awesome.
1: I love, I love early John Carpenter, and I was thinking, why haven't I watched much later John Carpenter? Now I know but, why. It's a total because piece it's, of dog shit. No, it's, it's just evil. as awesome. It's, it's <laughs> no, They, they so try to do a sort of vampire western. I could have just watched Near Dark again, which at least is good. Near it's Dark. Got <laughs> it's got um it's got cheryl uh cheryl lee from twin peaks and she's absolutely yeah. wasted in the role of this woman who's just basically i wanted her to go full vampire and kill all the annoying macho wankers and um she didn't that yeah. no, she's a shame um, um there's i think the um the guy that plays the sort of big bad vampire has got like a nice nice jacket at one point oh some uh, lovely jackets
2: but, in that film
1: there's some good jackets but it's jackets do not a good film make sorry
2: oh it's got a, it's yeah. a good it's a good 70% for me I think <laughs> <laughs> depends on the the,
1: the jacket was, it depends on the jacket but
2: yeah. that's a good point, disappointing
1: yeah. and a bit shit um, I realised that aside from um, aside from Videodrome I can't stand um, what's his face James Woods
3: James, James, James Woods. Woods James
1: Woods yeah he's yeah he's lover, fair enough so. yeah. he's in cop no
0: he's good in cop um
3: CJ Right. Uh, Well, I've been dutifully visiting the cinema this month and watching all the new horror releases that have come out. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I think my lowlight by far would have to be The Nun, uh, which is really disappointing because I love the idea of the Conjuring universe and these big budget, glossy, (laughs) gothic horror films that are all connected. Great. I want that. I want what the superhero people have with their films. And, you know, that's cool. But they just get worse. Every single film gets worse. And with The with the Nun, it's like in The Country in Two, they looked at it and went, you know that painting that looks a bit like Marilyn Manson? Let's do a whole film about that thing. It's like, no, that's not, that's not the one. You want to go on one of the more interesting little artefacts in that room. But no, they picked the fucking Marilyn Manson painting.
1: I haven't seen it, but now I'm imagining a nun that looks like Marilyn Manson.
3: That is it exactly does. what you does. get. Wow. Um, okay, But it's, uh, it takes a very, very long time getting there as well. Uh, it has no discernible story. It's really, really strangely structured. It doesn't follow any logical uh, narrative structure that you could apply to it. And it's not in that kind of dreamlike Jess Franco sort of way. It's in a... Did anyone even read this? Did, it was just a complete mess. Just I'm astonished that a film can be made at that level that is so incoherent and bad.
0: This sort of time last year, I because um, I had two hours to kill on a Friday evening or whatever, I went and saw Annabelle Creation in yeah. the cinema. Um couldn't even get cheap tickets like I normally do because it was in the fucking IMAX-type screen, uh, so I was paid, like, 20 quid. And, I mean, is the, nun, is the Nun even worse than Annabelle yes, Creation? it
3: is. And Annabelle Creation oh, is know. an absolute turd of a film, but The Nun is even yeah. worse. The, the country films get worse. Each one that comes out gets worse. And, and I that's think true. that's so sad because there's so much potential in that franchise. But, but yeah, I think it's the guy the guy who writes it, this Gary Doberman guy. He's written, like, the last three I don't. I mean, I don't even know if he's real or if he's like some kind of AI bot. I, I,
4: I
1: was I going to say, <laughs> he, is he a dog? Yeah. <laughs> that would explain it. <laughs> that would explain the name and everything. Gary the yeah, Doberman. Mean, yeah. All Gary, the monsters Gary. in the films are vets. That would explain.
3: <laughs> Gary T Doberman. <laughs> the first draft is a bit rough.
4: I think it's a Conjuring films, but it's like the studio that put them out. They ran a competition for like ideas, basically. Like, have you got a Conjuring universe idea? Why don't you create your own oh. animal creation? Like, sort of Build-A-Bear, oh, yeah, but with right. creepy dolls. Nice. So that might be why they're getting worse, because they're just sort of flogging their
3: ideas out with the public now. Oh, that sucks. It's such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. There could be so much there. And your yeah. high, CJ. My highlight was Upgrade, which I absolutely yeah. loved with all my heart. Like, it is the first film that I've seen this year where I came out and just went. That was for me. That was just perfect. Because there's so much like 80s nostalgia films at the moment, but they're all like the shit 80s, like the Goonies and Stand By Me and all that kind of like, oh, I'm the 80s great when we were little kids. And it's like, oh, fuck that. I want like, the Blood blood Everywhere fucking Killer Robots 80s. And yeah, this like gave me all of the kind of 2008D comics vibes, all the Warhammer 40,000 vibes, all, all the just really nasty sci-fi dark sci-fi and it was just perfect i was not expecting that from lee wano um who's you know i like i like his films but they can be a little scrappy but upgrade is just flawless i just i loved it. it it's so good i don't want to say too much about it because the more you know the less fun you'll have um, but but there's certain, there's uh, if I,
0: you, I mean, I I, re- I really enjoyed it. But if you've seen RoboCop, then no. you have
3: already seen Upgrade. But, but this is what, it follows no, 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 it follows the same story. Beat the, by beat. the first twenty minutes or so, I thought, oh yeah, you know, I can see where this is going. It's going to go a bit RoboCop. And then as soon as you see the first scene where he. Uh, does the thing that he does where, when oh, yeah. he's he's been upgraded? <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is nothing like Robocop at all, and and I just loved it from from that moment. His on. powers
0: are different, obviously. But, but, yeah, but, but I, I story was, the story beats all the way through I, um, uh, uh, until the end, which is li- lifted from a different Verhoeven film. Yeah, but um, but that, is, the ending was
3: fantastic as well. Again, I won't spoil it, but I I loved how uh, existentially dark it went. Um, I wasn't expecting that because it had been quite a romp throughout mm. most of it but it gives you a good a good punch in the face to go home with which I always like um, yeah, so. It's good
0: It's, good. it's a good film It's well worth watching
3: Yeah, I love uh, it Bryony.
4: Um My highlight this month uh, I watched George A. Romero's Martin
0: um, Oh, that's yeah. fantastic yeah. yeah It was super
4: hard so, to watch that's a good vampire film It was a great mm, vampire so film but it was And um, Vampires
2: it was... obviously is a great vampire film No
1: Mm. Right. Vampires, is say, vampire <laughs> it's film. Vampires, yeah. No, it's a <laughs> great, no,
2: it's a great vampire film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, what?
3: <laughs> carpet carpet <of> pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's nice. <laughs>
0: oh,
4: that's brilliant.
0: So yeah, Martin. Bradley.
4: Martin. Yeah. No. Um. I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoy films that make me really uncomfortable and like physically difficult to watch because it was difficult, but it was uh, it it's just so weird and it wasn't really what I was expecting from Romero because I only know like the Dawn of the Dead films. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was just... I don't know, I've been watching a lot of those like, 70s Italian films and it kind of, like, has been... It was a good addition to that sort of yeah. omnibus of films that I've been watching recently. Um, I just I liked how he was dressed like everyone I used to hang out with in East London as well. That was fun. <laughs> um, again, I appreciate clothes from that era, so... But, yeah, it was... Um, it's just one of those films that stuck with me and I sort of will find myself going... Ah, ah. Like later, later on. So yeah, that was my yeah. highlight.
0: Yeah, it's got a really nice, weird vibe.
4: Yeah, it was. It was um, just odd. I mean, I couldn't. I can't really say more than that. It was just. It was really odd. It was really hard to watch, but like, I couldn't not watch it. Uh,
3: have you heard the song mm-hmm. uh, "Martin" by Soft Cell?
4: No. Yeah,
3: it's, it's based on the film. It's a really, really good song. Oh carrying, really? How's it, uh, suits, how's it go? I might know film just search martin Martin. by uh, (laughs) it. that's great yeah i
4: know so some yeah i don't know it's just like the the scenes of like especially in the train where he's struggling um and the woman is struggling it was just like i'm i'm always a bit torn when i watch films like that because it's like it's it's not like the schlock horror that i do enjoy but it's just it's horrifying and um yeah yeah I mean, if you've, I would watch it in the daytime. I watched it at about three in the morning and um, regret that. Perfect. Cause then, yeah, no, perfect. Yeah. And you low? My low, uh, this is one I wanted to talk about last month, but I completely forgot. It's um, on Netflix. It's from uh, last year. It's Selfie from Hell. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, watch it. or well, don't. Well, basically, because originally it was like, what, a 90 second YouTube clip. And then they decided to add a whole lot more seconds to it and make it like a 90 minute mm. film. Um, and it was uh, the dark web the dark web's a thing that the kids are afraid Ah, oh, have you heard of the dark it's so dark so uh, <laughs> they, that's basically what these films are I love it it's like oh you've been on the dark web spooky stuff happens on <laughs> the internet
3: I, I, um, I like to have the dark web in Selfie from Hell it seemed to be from the 1990s as well yeah like, yeah it, it was, was
4: basically like What's that, fear.com? Yeah, it was basically, it was so, so similar to fear.com. It was just <laughs> missing the shit gifts.
0: In what way was it from the 90s? Was it green text on black background or the burning, burning
4: spinning skulls? Yeah, it was like
3: MSO Messenger. Of, yeah, it looked like IRC, like old IRC software. Um, it was just really bizarre and not like any kind of internet that I've ever seen in real life.
1: <laughs> Why wasn't it called Healthy.
3: Healthy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the fact the fact that it wasn't called healthy sums it up. It sums up the film's approach just don't go for anything that makes sense just
4: It's a German woman who's at film school so she did this little pro- uh, not short video for a final project and um then an American studio has made it but they obviously want an American lead but they've shoehorned this poor German woman into it and just massacred her project. So it's like, how can we get the original? She's just like, all right, we can only do this film if she's in it. I'm assuming that's how it worked. So they're like, so my German vlogging cousin is coming over to America. And oh then gosh. she gets ill because she went <laughs> on the dark web. It's just, it's kind of brilliant. I think Because I've been watching a lot of shitty films, but even with um, Wish Upon, I really enjoyed hating Wish Upon. But, um, well, I saw Wish Upon Wish this week and really
3: The greatest it. films of our age. I'm not having that in the same category. We talked this. about
4: this, we discussed this last month, but I, I, I enjoyed it in the way that I hated yeah, it. Yeah, but
2: I've seen it now, so it. I know that you're wrong. Like, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure that you were wrong last time, but, but thing, I've seen it now okay, and you're well, watch, definitely wrong.
4: It, watch no, Selfie no? from Hell and you can't even enjoy hating it. Like, I, no, <laughs> there's no joy in it. It's devoid of joy. Right.
0: Um, My, um, hi, uh, what shall I start with? Oh. I'll start with my low. It's a new release and everyone's fucking loving this. Mandy, uh, which is the new one from Panos Kosmatos who did Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is another really beautifully made film that I just did not engage with at all. Um, So this is like a two-hour revenge film starring Nicolas Cage. Um, It's really slow. It's really surreal. It looks amazing. And I'm all for that kind of thing. I'm all for proper grown-up films that make you work to watch them. But this has got nothing in it. It's just, it's 100% style and no substance whatsoever.
3: Did you feel that way about Beyond the Black Rainbow? Because I I did. Yeah, Uh, pretty much, yeah. uh
0: Yeah. Um, Nicolas Cage is funny in it for about two minutes, spread throughout the film, uh, in his way that he is. Uh, There's a few other funny little bits, but it's... I don't know. I can't stop thinking about it, so maybe I need to give it a rewatch, and I'll enjoy it more the second time. But I'm all for slow, surreal, violent, like series three of Twin Peaks. That's fucking patience testing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I loved it. This Mandy is oh, just there's nothing there. It's just. It's a shame because it l- looks
2: great. It looks like it's going to yeah, be really fantastic. Does. The poster yeah, yeah. design's really l- nice. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, the if the poster design's really nice and that's basically what the film looks like all the way through. Mm. So it does look lovely.
2: And but... I love Nicolas Cage, no matter at what level of mad he's at, you know. I, yeah, I, but he's not he
0: doesn't actually have much to do in it. That's uh, the really? problem. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, decide for yourselves. Everyone's loving it. And I, I just you know.
2: that's often a, a sign of it being shit, I think. Everyone loving it mm. a lot of the time, you know.
0: Mm, maybe. Take the hipster position. Um, <laughs> and my high though is a uh, complete fucking the opposite end of the spectrum doom asylum which is this 1987 very obscure slasher that arrow video dug up and put onto a beautiful blu-ray um it's really ridiculous it's about a guy who dies in a hospital uh except he didn't die he, he wakes up on the um like on the mortuary table kills the uh, the morticians and then uh, apparently just sits there for 10 years watching old horror films until this group of kids including his daughter by some coincidence turn up and have a little party, little picnic and then he starts killing them all and it's just incredibly gory, really cheesy the The jokes are awful but you can laugh at them, with them, at them you know, rather than it being oh that's, that's not funny, that's rubbish it's, it knows it's shit but in a really good fun way
2: Filmed on location in an actual abandoned asylum, which has always got to be a good start.
0: Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's just loads and loads of fun. And I mean, it reminded me of like something like Pieces. Um, Mm. Just hilarious, awful, but brilliantly gory slasher. Uh, Yeah, loved it. It was a nice surprise, that. Okay, they were our highs and lows. Now... It's easy for you to say. <laughs> That's
3: what she
1: says. Well, I mean it's <laughs> fucking
0: nonsense that. HP Lovecraft wrote that incantation and it's it's literally like a cat walks across a keyboard and then he put Cthulhu in the middle of it. But then I realised, I reckon if you say it in Welsh, it makes more sense, like in a Welsh accent. Then it actually just
2: sounds
0: like you're talking Welsh. There you go.
1: Just want to
2: say goodbye Um, to any Welsh listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also to our listener, Joe Wells, who... um, said last night that arctic monkeys are the worst thing to ever happen to music sorry you had to listen to four seconds of arctic monkeys there joe <laughs> uh, right our first hp lovecraft based feature is stuart gordon's 1985 debut reanimator herbert west is brilliant but a little weird i've broken the 6
3: to 12 minute barrier i've conquered brain death and he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead
2: <laughs> he's dead
4: not anymore. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. It will scare you to pieces.
0: A brilliant young medicine student has created a serum that can bring dead things back to life. But after he inadvertently causes the death of the university dean, things quickly spiral out of control, don't they? Um, in this uh, absolutely fucking brilliant film, isn't it? Um, yeah. does everyone love this? Yeah, yeah. there's like invoices here. Yep. Yeah. Done. One of the, right, best. On the next one. No. Um, has anyone got any memories of first seeing Reanimator? Cuz it was a VHS classic.
2: I've, uh, I've saw it for the first time relatively recently, about maybe 5 years ago. So I don't have any like okay. um, yeah. I, one of the one of the ones that I missed out. Yeah. Which is great because it means it is still good without the benefit of nostalgia. Because I love it; mm, it's an yeah. absolutely fantastic film. Um, so I don't think you have to have seen it when you were sort of like a a, a teenager. You know. Yeah.
1: See, I I first saw it when I was in like about ten years ago. So I was I came late to it as well, and I ended up, I watched it with a flatmate that couldn't stand horror or anything disgusting, and um, she was quite annoyed that we ended up watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was traumatic. I forget how
0: yucky it is, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yucky in, in a fun way. It it's
0: really well, horrid.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, she, um, she, it, she wasn't impressed.
0: The autopsy scene near the start is great. It's so, well, the,
2: it's the, so the, the seven head cunnilingus scene, I'd probably go over. the. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> I always forget that, thing, that one. If
3: you did watch it on VHS in the UK, you'd be missing that and a lot oh, really? more. Uh, There was a Mm. lot cut out of Reanimator to get it past the BBFC in the 80s Which is why I have a Cypriot VHS tape of (laughs) Reanimator That I bought when I was about 14 Uh, Because I don't don't know. know, if you're of a certain age You'll remember that when your mates used to go on holiday to Cyprus You you get them to bring back videos uh, of a salacious nature. Uh, So I got a copy of Reanimator brought back for me. uh, And I still have the Cypriot VHS tape of Reanimator. And until last week, when I bought a Blu-ray, I'd never seen it on any other uh, format. Oh my god. (laughs) That's
4: great. Um, I got given it um, in my first year of uni, because I was doing a lot of work uh, with horror imagery, painting and that. And uh, a guy on my course gave me a USB stick full of all these old films, and Reanimate was on mm. it. And I just fell in love. As soon as I watched it, it was fucking
3: ridiculous. It's um, perfect film. It's special.
0: I've seen it so many times that like it's got to the stage where I notice things about it that I haven't really noticed before. Like how sort of nicely kind of stripped back and like efficient the storytelling mm-hmm. is. Like the same way Rufus the cat is found dead, immediately cut to the scene in the night where. Um, the cat is heard yowling hmm. i mean there's no no gap between it. it just goes straight from cat is dead cat is alive
2: and when he reanimates the cat as well he sort of goes. i think in a modern film they would build up to that but the cat's mm-hmm. dead he's like when well, you agree it's dead now then there's an injection now it's alive mm-hmm. like i think yeah. now they would stretch that right out yeah. and then they kill the cat yeah, again yeah. so yeah it's, it's really punchy
3: Mm, and the, I and mean, it's, it's just,
2: true. there's so much
3: more coming after that cat thing as well. I mean, I think a lot of films would kind of go, okay, that's about as far as we're going to go. Mm, but The yeah. never stops escalating. Mm, like, it just no, gets never. more and more extreme and nasty mm. and crazy uh, right up until the very end. Like, there's no point where it goes, okay... We're going to take our foot off the cast pretty much from that moment with the cat that's it it's just yeah chaos like and, and i love i love how, how how you really feel that like uh, through the characters that you feel this is out of control their lives mm. I are mean, yeah. completely out of control they can't do anything about this they've set something in motion that is gonna go so horribly wrong mm. uh, and there's just some wonderful moments with bruce abbott where he's just sitting down, just looking mortified <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh my God, my life was great. And now <laughs> this is happening. And, and I find them really moving. I think there's, there's a lot of stuff in that
2: film that's mm. quite emotional. The, the sort of madness of it is really good because I really like, is it Jeffrey Coombs? I'm looking at him. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. really Jeff strange Coombs. performance that he gives, but oh, it's perfect. Crazy. Like this really weird, so pinched, tight. It, yeah. like pan, It's a panto performance, but oh, I think yeah, without he's... him... Without him being that sort of buttoned down, I think it would be almost too yeah. much chaos. He's actually a sort of nice. He's a nice sort of yeah. way through that chaos. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean,
3: I think um, it reminds me of like old Vincent Price performances yeah. because it's got it's yeah. got that control and the pathos, um, and also that
2: just hint of absolute insanity but yeah. behind me i like, pleased that... to see it. I was really surprised cuz rewatching it like the bit where the kindling scene where it's really going insane right where where he's like where he's got the head and he's like sort of licking her you're sort of when he when he sort of appears, you're genuinely pleased to see him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, thank f- thank fuck somebody like yeah. of a lesser insanity is in this room now, um, yeah. because I got to say, if going to um, if you're going to employ a security guard that shit at his job, then. <laughs> <laughs> Then things are going to happen in your morgue because that guy is—he's doing the the least he needs to do to get fired. But I, lo- it? I love incredible. that line he's got
3: at the start where he says, "I don't even know why they bother to lock it. No, nobody wants to come in and nobody's coming out." And it's such great little foreshadowing.
1: You get the feeling he's kind of enjoying his job. Yeah, I love
3: it
2: because he's because he's reading porn all day. He, all he literally he says do. at one point, "Like, oh, I'm off to the bathroom."
0: <laughs> well, that bit where they uh, will Herbert, par- Dan wheels Herbert past. security guard in the you know covered up in the sheet as if he's a dead body um that's the one bit where maybe it slows down a bit because have you noticed that i mean this is one of the things i noticed from having watched it so many times is the camera just holds on herbert as he gets up puts on a sock puts on his other sock puts on a shoe puts on another shoe (laughs) the the camera just holds on him as he puts on his shoes and socks and it's like why are we watching this man put on his shoes and socks. I was wondering if it was and some
1: sort of let's see if he breaks character at any point thing. Mm. And
0: well, I think it's probably because Stuart Gordon sort of didn't get much kind of coverage. He just, he shot the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So if there was going to be a walking and talking scene, uh, putting on your shoes and socks, I'm not saying it's a bad scene at all. I think it's really interesting that
3: it, that it, It it holds on that for so long. Mm. I think the one thing I'd say about that scene is it helps uh, with what I think, having watched it so many times, I've had the same thing as you where I noticed more things. I think what I've come to really appreciate is that central relationship between Dan and Herbert is so fundamental to the Mm. film working and the story. Whereas I think at first I always thought it was more a story about Dan and Meg. Um, But that dynamic between those two characters is brilliant because they're both... The medical hotshots, but one of them is the the good guy who wants to do medicine to to save lives, and he's you know the passionate genius, and the other one just is pure science. But they both kind of respect each other's ability, uh, even though they're coming from from different ends morally. And I think you need those little moments where they're just together to actually believe, okay, these two could work together and sort of almost be friends. Like, and, and I love I love the moments where Herbert tries to be normal but, uh, and they're mm. so abnormal like when, when, when the cat's thrown against the wall and there's blood everywhere uh, and and Dan's like mortified and Herbert just goes look out <laughs> <laughs> like it's a joke
1: <laughs> it's yeah like, there's, there's a couple uh, of scenes where he laughs that are like properly kind of whoa yeah. oh, my favourite favourite line in this movie but
4: Herbert's West lines are amazing there's two which mm. are my favourite things in every mm. movie ever is when they're discussing the cat and he goes what was I meant to say cat dead details later <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> leaving alone.
0: My favourite is uh, Who's going to believe a talking yeah. head Get a, Get a job on a, a sideshow
3: side <laughs> He is so <laughs> perfect the, uh, like... the, po- the poster above Dan and Meg's bed Is for talking heads Stop making sense <laughs> oh. <Yes>. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely bit of
0: detail.
4: Fun fact about the, um, the guy Who plays Herbert West I can watch anything with him in Because I mostly watch Star Trek And he plays about 50 different characters In several series of Star Treks and franchises. Does he? He also once... Ah, this links in. Once I was watching Scooby-Doo because I used to have to look after kids um, and they were at some college and there was a professor whose name was Professor Lovecroft. But it was all like... <laughs> and and who day. was voicing... Professor Lovecroft, it was um, Thiggy Coombs.
0: So, wow. Coombs.
1: He's wow. still working, I think he, which is nice. Yeah, I think Mace he plays Mace. the mad scientist in The Man with Two Brains as well, the Steve Martin film.
0: I, I find it very hard to watch um, Dr Hill without thinking of uh, John Kerry, the American politician. Uh, yeah,
1: he looks space. so yeah. much oh like Oh, God, him. he really does, Yeah. Really yeah. yeah. yeah
3: dr Mm. hill's a great great villain though isn't he i mean that's he's so so vile and perverse Mm. (laughs) i I love the you know you you think that herbert is the bad guy and then they they just again just escalate that and it's like no this guy he's Mm. much worse and and i just I, i love that like nuttiness of that scene where he where he kidnaps meg and it's like yeah this is really digging deep into this guy's brain and what he wants to do with, mm. like, ultimate power over life and death. And it's, mm. oh, it's just so creepy.
4: I like that he gives his body directions and his body follows the directions. That's, yeah. um...
0: Do you not think the special effect where uh, he's <laughs> holding his head in front of him is fucking
3: it's awful? Super <laughs> <realistic>. <laughs> it's super realistic. It's a nitpick.
4: At one point, at
0: one point, you can see the shape of David Gale's shoulders through the gown. So <laughs> by that point,
4: you by that point you were like, yeah, fine, I'll accept anything. Yeah. I'll accept that yeah. this incredibly Agreed. like the, the bloody stuff they're injecting is like neon bright green. It glows. It's oh, like, that's great.
0: It's like so mm, that really pays off in the final the final yeah. seconds. Oh, it's lovely it goes so down at the, yeah, that's
3: a great great. Shot at the end that's just wonderful and so perfect. sad like I find that yeah. ending really really sad I, th- I think I really invested in the characters and I just uh, it's just so you know it's heartbreaking and I think I think that's what's wonderful about reanimator is it can be so funny but it is that perfect balance of, of comedy and horror it never mm, winks yeah. at the audience for a laugh it never tells you oh we're gonna be funny now the humor is all just like this kind of natural hysteria that comes from how far they take it and that mm. lets them tell this really good story that that does actually have a lot of emotion in it um and that, and that's just why it is such a perfect horror film for me i i, I just think it works on every every level
0: that's great so uh, obviously it's got a couple of sequels um yeah. what do you think of those uh,
1: i had never seen bride of reanimator before and i really liked it um yeah, it's I, not as good as the first one but very few very few no. films are but it's got it it carries on that same kind of interesting focus on the relationship between the two guys, though you kind of get the feeling that they've become a little bit codependent in that, and it's it's all a little bit you know they're, they're trying to sort of ma- try to kind of maintain reality in an incredibly fucked up situation, and I suppose you haven't got the escalation um, to the complete madness at the end because it's kind of like the madness mm. all the way through but I love the little kind of like the the sort of mini homage to Bride of Frankenstein just in, in terms of the way that the woman moves when she comes to life and um, yeah it's, it's, it's gooey and disgusting and there's glow-in-the-dark things and yeah I, I really really loved it
0: My problem with Bride is it feels like uh, those sort of effects heavy kind of horror romps were, there yeah. were so many of them at the time and I don't think Bride of Reanimate particularly stands out um i, I think, mean it's, it's super gory it's got like you know it's, it does that thing that i mentioned uh on the elm street episode where screaming mad george B mmi anthony dublin all involved with separate effect sequences so yeah the, i noticed you know, that with the, as much in as possible
1: with the end credits they have like a separate like set of crew and director yeah. for each bit mm-hmm. like with um nightmare on elm street
0: 4 but but coming after society which was made by much the same people oh, it feels God, love a that. lot less a lot yeah. less original doesn't yeah. it and, and I think the same the similar story has been done uh, since better by Frankenhooker and, and by Brian Usner's own um, Return of the Living Dead 3
3: I think they no. did the same similar
0: sort of thing uh, no? You...
3: not Return really of the Living Dead 3 Beyond Reanimator oh, Beyond Reanimator is terrible like that is a I, bar, like I, d- I like it now. I thought so
0: first time I it watched awful. it I really like it now mm, I not into it oh but it's just a lot more coherent than bride and i don't know i mean i said in our um, back in episode six seven um episode six i said that i don't like horror films set in prison and i might well have mentioned beyond the as one of those but i think since seeing Brawl in still block 99 i've changed my mind a bit <laughs> i really like um yeah uh, what, one of the things that um, I did really liked about Beyond Reanimator it was there's a bit towards the end where a uh, reanimated severed penis uh, is being chased by a rat and um, my I... one of my cats loved that and was just staring Aww. at the screen as this rat was chasing a cop around the prison So, you know, so as much um, as I like
3: that awesome. image of, of your cat enjoying that that was one of the things for me that made me really hate Beyond Reanimator because I just thought it was cheap It it was a really like crass juvenile gag and what i what i like about reanimator is how sophisticated it is like as i'm <laughs> considering there is considering there's so much <laughs> that sarcastic like, laugh brian i mean seriously it, it, it's considering the subject matter it's of solid, it like
4: solid storytelling it's like a very uh, yeah. concise very straightforward like it's it's a good old you know boy meets girl boy needs a bit of money girl like guy moves in guy turns out to kill the cat uh hilarity ensues
2: yeah, it's, but, it's great. I but no, call it
4: serious,
3: nobody's. Though. I think it is really sophisticated as a film. I, th- I think it's it's a really good script. It's it's got great themes. It's it's really well shot as well, which which came uh, was something I didn't really appreciate until I watched it on Blu-ray. But it looks it looks really good. The special effects are great. I love how the dead things look dead. Like, it really makes you realise how perverted it is to bring something back from the dead. They
2: did proper research into um, how uh, the the blood um, uh, uh, falls in corpses in Morgue. Yeah. So they did all of the blood... Po- um, um, what's the word? Puddling? Or well, the blood puddling? Yeah. Which is why I think a lot of those corpses look so realistic. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... That, the burned uh, one's that really horrible. A yeah. yeah, I
0: think my next band's going to be called Blood Puddling.
2: <laughs> I'd listen to blood puddling.
4: pretty sure the, um, the big corpse guy in the morgue that they find, I'm pretty sure he's a wrestler. Um, oh. Yeah, I've got a feeling he was a wrestler, maybe like in the indies. Okay, is it just me that watches <laughs> wrestling?
0: Yes. I think okay. it is, yeah. <laughs>
4: There's so much pity on one screen. I'm getting looked at by eight eyeballs. Eight just
3: full of sadness. Like, oh, she's on about wrestling again. <laughs> it's all right. I, uh, I went to Belarus this week to see a Ukrainian pop star, so we've all, we've all got our little obsessions. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah all right, yeah. I, I respect that. So Stuart Gordon and his producer Brian
0: Easona didn't stop there when it came to adapting Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, from Beyond came the following year. Um, that's as well, I think it's slightly got the edge on Reanimator. Oh, I've gone no. back and forth on it. They, I think they're as good as each other, really. No. Yeah, I really yeah they, they are
4: as good oh, as yeah. each other. I'd say. I've, yeah, they're a good <sighs> double feature. I've got if you watch one, you've got to watch the other. It's, so, it's a
3: worthy companion, but I don't think it's anywhere near in the same league as Reanimator. But it's, <laughs> it's got it looks it's amazing. It's got the know, it's from, look great.
4: It's got the guy from Dawn of the Dead turning into a skeleton.
3: Yeah. It does. <laughs> mm. it
4: does. Where else do you He's want? great in it's got, it as well. It's
3: got, yeah.
4: it's got penises coming out of people's head, going like, it's a yeah. great film. <laughs> I mean
3: it's, this is all good but stuff. I, I love From Beyond. I think From Beyond is a really, really good film, but I I just can't see it on that that same like God tier as as Reanimator.
2: It, yeah, it won't. It won't last forever, like Reanimator will. Reanimator yeah. will always be there. But I think, I think Fion- from yeah. Beyond, it will. It will deaden back after Tr- a while, Tr- From From Beyond it. relies so heavily on the effects,
3: and the effects are amazing. Like they still look fantastic. I love all the yeah. gooey monsters. I think it is very Lovecraftian, m- much more so than Reanimator, if I'm honest. But mm. yeah. I just, for me, Reanimator just hits all that. Like it's just a, a deeper film. I think the characters are better. I, I, I think the I characters in From it.
1: Beyond are good. Um, yeah? I, I, I think it, it's sometimes... Yeah, they are. You know, I don't know if you guys ever did that thing where you watch, say, The Great Escape or something, just in case this time something magical will happen and Steve McQueen will actually escape. <laughs> I like to think there'd be a version of From Beyond where um, Barbara Crampton and um, Jeffrey Coombs are just a pair of adorable nerds that end up falling in love and that's all great. Aww, that probably yeah. says more about oh, me than the sweet. film. Sweet. <laughs>
0: Barbara Crampton's character in From Beyond, right? It's got to be the best kind of uh, example of that. Take your hair out of its bun and yeah. take glasses off and I oh, hope no. you're beautiful. No, it wasn't right.
4: it wasn't just that. It was also all the weird wibbly auras that made it they made them more sexy. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, and yeah. dress
0: dress and then getting dressed up in the leather of course. And then what exactly does she do to um Jeffrey Coons's character under the under the bedsheet?
4: She bangs him. Without his consent, Because she? I reckon. Puts, yeah. I puts her hand
0: under, brings it up, licks it. Is she checking yeah. that he's washed his bell end? Because oh. <laughs> 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 there's no way that just unless he's super horny. I just assumed it. it
1: was pre-cum of some description. Yeah. I don't know. Pre-cum. It could be pre-cum. She was yeah. being
4: inappropriate because she was all wibbly. Um, that's why the man was very angry. <laughs> yeah, because it? it was
1: the, wibble, the wibbly powers of the, the elder god. The wib- I do. Loved, I do yeah. like it. It's,
0: it's a very erotic film in that sense. The, mm. the the way that Stuart Gordon films them being horny,
3: mm.
0: and it all mm. works. You, you get it, like all the sounds of sort of rushing winds and things like that. Um, and the penis. A couple fish. of things on it. And penis fish. Yeah, course, it's 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 yes. the penis fish. fish. Um, a couple of things I noticed, from, again, this is one that I've watched so many well. times. <laughs> <Sorry>.
4: <laughs> All varieties of penis fish under one roof. <laughs> I've got gooey penis fish, I've got wibbly penis fish. Come on
0: down, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, another one that I've watched so many times, I've noticed new things. Uh, right for starters on Blu ray, um, the bees that attack uh Bubba. They are just chocolate chips, aren't they?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, he's got sexy speedos on as well, his little orange pants.
0: Yeah. I really yeah. like this
4: film. It's very erotic. Um, uh, <laughs> um,
0: and also, I don't think I'd noticed uh, how badly Barbara Crampton's knee gets mashed up at the end.
3: Yeah. of eh? mm, yeah. But
0: that's, that's Yeah, that's the, But, but I, I don't think I'd ever really noticed before. She just sort of has a bomb all, all of a sudden, doesn't she? When time comes to blow up all the equipment yeah. in the house. She just has a bomb.
3: <laughs> I d I, I <laughs> didn't question where she would have got that from. It just seems like there a deleted
1: scene where she's yeah. like, Oh, what are the chances? Just found a bomb. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, bomb in the hospital, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've thrown away a bomb and then needed it. <laughs> yeah.
1: You never ever need one. The one like thing pens. that I did
2: wonder in that
3: scene was where she got her clothes from because she went to the hospital in the leather gear uh mm, and then i think they yeah. put like a jacket or something on and then when she escapes in the ambulance when she gets out the ambulance she's wearing like a nice little suit and a turtleneck and oh, yeah.
1: maybe she went home to get that and the bomb
2: and the... Uh, <laughs> change of clothes and a bomb in the suitcase
3: let me slip into something more comfortable and a yeah. bomb <laughs> and <get> a bomb <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um there is actually a, a sort of unofficial remake of From Beyond.
3: Have you seen Banshee Chapter? No. Oh god, what? that's such a piece of shit. Why would you... So bad. It really is. It's, yeah, it, it, it's ba- awesome. Banshee Chapter isn't just From Beyond. They have taken every whack job conspiracy theory they can find off the internet uh, and just tried to cram. <laughs> Cram it in like you're reading Wikipedia pages really quickly uh, and not really taking anything of value from it. It's an. When was this one, one
1: made? Is this a, is this quite a recent one. Um, uh, 30,
0: 13, 2013. Yeah. 2013. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I didn't put it on our list because it's it's not officially based on H.P. Lovecraft, but there's a scene where they say, oh, there's this uh, special sort of plane where if you resonate it, you can see these animals in a different sphere. And they can see uh, us, and yeah. of course that happens, but it comes right at the end. It, it sort of tricks you. It's sort of a, uh, an unexpected From Beyond remake.
4: Hmm. Don't think I'd even want an expected one.
0: Stuart Gordon's next one after From Beyond was Castle Freak. Did uh, anyone see that? Yeah. Mm.
3: Castle Freak's quite fun. Uh, yeah,
0: Jeffrey Coon's in it again. And Barbara Crampton. And Barbara Crampton again, yeah. As a married couple this time.
3: It's, an, it's another one that was, it, it's actually got some of the most interesting cuts on the UK VHS tape because this was uh, early 90s when the censorship mm. was at its most draconian. Um, and there's a scene where they find a body that's been horribly mutilated and all the characters gather around the body and talk about it. But the BBFC found that the body was so offensive to the eye that the UK viewers couldn't see that. So as the camera is moving like throughout this scene between people's faces and the body, they just cut. So you get all these sentences that are like, and because every time it cuts to the body, they cut even though it's mid conversation, and they just they just didn't give a fuck. It's like yeah, the film makes no sense now, but. Yeah, the body's a bit too much for us to see. So the UK VHS of Castle Freak was unwatchable. Uh, luckily, I managed to get a US one.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to report the Blu-ray is uncut and um, yeah, it's pretty twisted. It's got another inappropriate cunnilingus scene Yay. with with the uh, Castle Freak himself eating out, uh, like literally eating out <laughs> a woman from the <laughs> from the pussy upwards.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And the last <laughs> Stuart Gordon, Stuart Gordon Brand News, his last Lovecraft one was Dagon.
1: I really wanted to see this one because it's a yeah. completely batshit Lovecraft story, and I really wanted to see what that creative mm. team did with it. But
0: it's annoying because it introduces the hero in his opening scene as a complete prick, mm. and his girlfriend is a nice as a nice woman, and then the girlfriend disappears for most of the film, mm. and you have to follow this complete prick around that you uh-huh. don't like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's good on gore, on the gore front. Um, some of the special effects look a bit knocked off on a Commodore VIC twenty, but um, and it's a bit kind of fantasy-ish in a way, as you're going to get, I suppose, when you've got an underground cave with fish people mm. and the queen in a spiky crown. Um, it's all right. It's quite good, I suppose.
3: Um, Sounds great from what you just said.
0: <clears throat> well, it's, it's it's not. It's the worst of uh, Stuart Gordon's Lovecraft films, but. Yeah. Have any of you actually read any Lovecraft?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got
4: some bobs. I know.
2: I haven't. Is it mostly light as a writer? Yeah. Um, bit, bit, little bit boring. Isn't he Yeah, there's
1: racist.
2: some uh, More
1: than a little bit racist. Right, he was. He was the kind oh, of oh, very
0: racist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was.
0: People Are the like, stories themselves racist? Uh, yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they mm. are. Well, it's the poetry that's very racist, right? The the um, the poetry is quite sort of wears its arm wears its wears its arm on its sleeve. It wears its um, arm on its sleeve. It certainly does.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. racist <laughs> arm on its racist. Where <laughs> well, you
2: want to wear your arm? <laughs> um, um, but the, the the short stories are very static. They're always. They often seem to be sort of. Um, uh, they're, they're sort of epistolary a lot of the time. So they're letters and their diaries and sort of. Yeah, and it's interesting that one of the films. You are?
0: I know what epistolary means, thanks. Um, and um,
2: fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I say epistolary. Piss- Literary piss- you know. some of
3: our listeners <laughs> might
2: not. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now because that was so catty. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think um, you're right. He is a little bit,
1: it's a little bit dry and sometimes you're kind of like the interesting stuff that another writer would be interested in. He's not interested in human relationships. What he's interested in is his atmosphere. And uh, but some of the stories are kind of brooding and, and interesting. And actually Reanimator is more of a fun kind of romp for him. It's like a piss take of Frankenstein. But generally speaking mm. his stuff is quite humourless. But some of the ideas are so mad that some of the stories are fucking hilarious and I don't think they're meant to be.
0: Do you think the racism in the stories translates into any of these films at all or that's uh,
1: all been
2: stripped of that? Aspect? I think it's I mostly like stories are racist.
1: Well, there's, there's reference, especially Shadow, Shadow over Innsmouth, there's kind of references to, you know, the kind of intermarriages. Except the fish people seem quite happy. The only people that's got a problem, a problem with it is the narrator. So maybe it's fitting that in Dagon the narrator is a prick because he seems to be in the, the story as well but um mm, true. this is a good a good example of with of the the weirdness of lovecraft and the unintentional humor of lovecraft is a story called the thing on the doorstep which i believe has been filmed but i haven't seen any of the adaptations where there's a man who's a total asshole he mucks about with elder gods and long story short at the end the guy that's narrating the um the story answers the door and there's kind of like a deformed blob which is what the the man has the bad man has become after mucking about with evil magic and the last sentence of the story is, Glub, glub, it said. Glub, glub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was he drowning? No, I think he, he probably, it was probably fish people again. Just like for fish people, you just yeah. read, you know, anyone that I don't like, but basically. <laughs> and um, there's, it's interesting with the Stuart Gordon and Brian Eusner adaptations that they have the, well, certainly with from Beyond and uh, Reanimator, the female characters are, are, are well done. Because there's no women in Lovecraft mm. at all. Mm. I think Dunwich Horror has um, the lady. She gave birth to a a child sired by Yorkshire Goth and then she went completely mad. And that's that's about it. Sired by
0: Yorkshire Goth? (laughs) Uh, York, by Yorkshire Goff. Yorkshire Goff. Yeah, it was a
1: Yorkshire Goff. She met him in a, in a bar, <laughs> house <laughs> in, uh, bar house concert in Whitby. Um, Yorkshire Goff, I can't pronounce the... Um, I don't do as good a job as um, your man does in um, Dunwich Horror of pronouncing the um, the Lovecraftian names. But basically mm. she done it...
0: Well, shall we get on to the Dun- Dunwich Horror then? Yeah, uh, Dunwich yeah. Horror, as they call it in the film. Because there were four AIP releases in the 60s, which were probably the first Lovecraft adaptations. mm mm-hmm. um, so yeah, The Hornet Palace, 1963, Die Monster Die in 65, Curse of the Crimson Altar in 68, which is a British one, and The Dun Dunwich Horror. That really annoys me the way they say Dunwich. Anyway, 1969. So yeah, do you want to start with that one, then Dun- Dunwich Horror?
1: Um, It's very late 60s Roger Corman, so there's bright colours, there's side boob, for those who want to see that. Um, <laughs> there's side arse cheek as well. Um, yeah. But what makes that one stand out is... um." The um, completely batshit performance by Dean Stockwell, the guy from um, Quantum Leap, his yeah. toes totally,
2: great in it. He's t- fantastic. Yeah, it, it,
1: it, but it's 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 great and it's but it's batshit. if You know what I mean? It's kind of like great in a way that Dennis Hopper's mad performances are. This is fabulous. I could watch him all day, but I'm a bit scared. And is he taking the piss? And the answer is maybe I think all he, of those yeah, things.
2: Yeah, it's like he is.
1: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and. You know, last month when we talked about Suffer Little Children, there was that scene where the woman chats up the pop star by talking in sexy tones about a child falling down the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's an equivalent bit of horror, of um, seduction in Dunwich Horror where um, the, the innocent hippie lady is um, talking to Wilbur, so Dean Stockwell's character, who is half Elder God and all spooky and warlocky. And he just suddenly goes, Nancy, do you like sex? And she goes, there's a long pause, and she goes, I think it's great. And he goes, me too, Nancy, (laughs) me too. And he does a a brilliant mad eyes thing. It's it's a fantastic (laughs) performance. And then the bit at the end where he's doing the chanting and he does this thing where he kind of puts his fingers here and he's got all these rings on. It's brilliantly mad. Definitely worth watching for him.
0: Yeah, I thought I didn't think it was uh, too bad. I'm not not into gothic horror from the '60s. I find it all a bit creaky, but I quite enjoyed parts of that much horror. And I thought, I thought actually their relationship, their kind of burgeoning, you know, relationship at the start was quite quite sexy in a way. Yeah, like, and and like it's more realistic than what you get. You'd have got in a Hammer film. And that's
1: certainly not. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's certainly not what you'd get in Lovecraft well, I say either. Era?
0: It was. It was nine seventy, wasn't it? So
1: Yeah. Um there's just a couple of bits of dialogue. I suppose that maybe one of the reasons why um Stockwell's dialogue is weird is because the character's weird because he's may not be entirely human. Ah. Um but yeah. It's alright.
0: Um The Haunted Palace, CJ, you uh
1: Yeah, I love
3: the Haunted Palace. I think it's a really nice film. I love the way it looks. I think I think the set design is really, really good. Prop design isn't so good because hardly anyone
0: in the pub actually has a drink on the go. <laughs> They're
3: just sitting, sitting around at bare tables, <laughs> nothing. The... <laughs> sure. Um but it looks it looks nice <laughs> and uh I just think it's got a lovely atmosphere that it's sort of somewhere between eerie and Lovecraftian, but also quite comforting. It's like getting mm. a big tentacly hug. Um, mm. It's the right combination of spooky and soothing. Spoo spoothing. spoothing <laughs> nice.
1: Mm. <laughs> Have a spoothing Halloween, everyone. Yay. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: it does look good. Right? It does.
0: The lighting and the sets are really good. Yeah. No, I love it. Less so the mat less so the mat paintings and the uh pastry makeup on people's faces but you know maybe that's a Blu-ray thing
3: mm.
1: I think that's just part of the the way that those those films besides like the pit and the pendulum there's certain things in common there and I think that maybe the reason why they gave it the Edgar Allan Poe name is just to kind of go oh this guy does Edgar Allan Poe adaptations and then you've got. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to
0: say, Phil, you failed to watch this because the opening credits said it was based on a Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> well, it's a pre.
2: I mean, it's it's a pretty, <laughs> It's a fair yeah. cop, isn't it? <laughs> 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 if you're doing H.P. Lovecraft films and the first thing it says is based on a book by Edgar Allan Poe, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, fuck me for thinking it might be the film, I,
3: film that was right. I, I, I think they do say it's based on a H.P. Lovecraft story in the credits. I think it's just that the title is from an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Um,
2: yeah, and Bryce so, right, reads bits of the poem still... as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, just for Cliff, a poem is like a short novel. It's very, very small. It's got about sort of five lines, <laughs> ten lines. <laughs>
0: I have to say, I thought Vincent Price was really good in that, and I don't normally. I don't normally think it's an awful ham. Oh, and, I love Vincent um, Price. I love Vincent Price. Why don't you like Vincent one Price? one of the
3: greatest. Well, he's just
0: so, time. so over-top no. and hammy. Oh,
3: Stop it. Stop it. You just... <laughs> this is this is hurting my soul. It's just showing off <laughs> so now. wrong. You're not showing off. I'm not being a hipster. No, I
4: don't you know. i saying. <laughs> saying. I don't care for John captain. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: i think my favorite of these 60s ones is die monster die um with boris Karloff, mm. uh, with a weird californian suntan even though he's spent spent the last few years in a mansion in england but, oh yeah this is an odd one because it, it um arkham massachusetts in every, every other lovecraft adaptation arkham surrey mm. in this one ah. yeah um mm. and <laughs> it's about this american guy who uh well he has to visit his girlfriend at this mansion and then it turns out there's all this weird shit eventually it turns out there's all this weird shit the last half hour is pretty mental um but what i've also like is the first 10 minutes where it's these clips i've put together where he's trying to find the place he needs to go
1: daughter i'm going to the whitley place i'm anxious to get to the whitley place What are you going <laughs> the whitley place <laughs> where you'd be going to the Woodley place. What will it cost me to get to the Woodley place? <laughs> Who wants to go to the Whitley place? Is
0: there the anything have... wrong
1: with wanting to go there?
0: <laughs> the only ones are we. Who wants to go to the Whitley place. Oh. It's not like he wants to go to the ploppy place. He wants to go to the Woodley place. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, right, so that's, that's the Stuartfield <laughs> ones, and the 60s ones and the main ones. What else? <laughs> what, what later Lovecraft adaptations? Have we been no. enjoying?
2: <laughs> You're right, you are. <laughs> I've got
4: to go secret. to the Whidley Place, actually. Yeah, what I think have I, I have as well. After
3: that, it <laughs> can be just take a minute to go to the Whidley. you place? want need to go to the Whidley Place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God. <Yeah. laughs> Right, so they're the main ones, but there are probably just as many films inspired by Lovecraft as actually based on his writings. For example, our second feature, which is Juan Piquet-Simon's 1992 effort, Cthulhu Mansion. Since the dawn of time, there has existed a cult that worshipped the great Cthulhu, a demon so powerful that it destroyed all that came in its path. Cthulhu
2: lives on today, hiding... And waiting for the one that will open the door and unleash Cthulhu
3: on the world. Check it out. It's
4: like the Monster Mansion.
0: By crossing this threshold... This house holds great
4: danger for all of us. We must leave. We have entered a world of shadow and substance.
0: What the hell do you guys keep down there? (laughs) From the imagination of H.P. Lovecraft... having stolen a big bag of cocaine at a fun fair, five hoodlums a carjack a magician and his daughter and demand to hide out at his mansion but it's a cthulhu mansion so the joke's on them uh right okay <laughs> i don't think any of us had seen this one before had we
3: no, um, it's quite—it's no. quite hard to get hold of. No. Why? Why would anyone have seen this before? <laughs> mm, no. Well, I mean, I apologize. Really bad, I mean, right? it's not—not
0: not exactly it's... a must-see, is it? Uh, yeah.
4: This is the first time I've watched a film that's made me feel really sad for all the actors involved.
3: <laughs> and yeah, oh, really? and just
4: everyone involved—it was like.
3: I thought you were going to start that synopsis with having stolen a big bag of cocaine from a fun fair. They made Cthulhu Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what well it is, it's J It's JP Simon who did Slugs and Pieces and so I just Which couldn't resist choosing terror. it because I love those films and I think it's it's got a certain amount of the silliness that you would hope for from
4: it has got no charm from
0: one piece Simon it's got no charm no
4: charm I No, don't it's got think no it. charm at all I was bored shitless yeah, for the first 47 minutes um I enjoyed the what the only scene I enjoyed was the haunted cocaine bag um, oh that was amazing
0: <laughs> yeah. oh that is amazing
4: <laughs> and they like
2: where's <laughs> it, the it co- oh, the fridge the the fridge it fits good the big hands oh, outside fr- the fridge, fridge is quite fun yeah. 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 Oh, yeah 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 that's a great yeah.
4: alright alright I'll tell, tell a lie like I did enjoy some of the effects um,
0: what about the beginning what? the opening scene the, the magic shot <gasps> do, you, do
4: you know what I got angry at that beginning because it looked like oh shit yeah let's strap in for this stuff I love it Satan um, yeah. and it had the whole <laughs> thing and then it was like and now it's shit. Yes. It lied. It lied
1: to me through um, setup, um, and I don't appreciate films that do that. I thought it was it was going to be about the sort of magician making a Faustian pact, and yeah, yeah. yeah. But instead, mm. it was about some some kids That's, who say things like "Hey, Goldilocks,"
4: and "Ugh, yeah. shut up." Uh, uh, I, really en-
0: I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed how shit the effect was at the start when the when. Um, uh, the magician Chandu's wife yeah. turns into basically turns into a mannequin, <laughs> yeah. a shot mannequin to mm. be set fire to. I like the line: um, "She turned into a skeleton." I liked. Um, I like the fact that when we first meet the sort of bad, the baddie guy, Hulk, uh, and the first line he says is: "So far, all you've done is jerk me off, Eddie. You show me <laughs> the snow, or I blow." And I'm like, "What
1: the fuck?" "You me."
0: I like. <laughs> um, yeah, I love all the deaths. I think the death in the shower when all the blood oh. comes out and the guy... It's
3: the deaths are dull. This is that thing.
4: That this is the thing. It the death? so
3: long. You want better deaths than that.
4: But there is something about this, though, because all those... I, I love... A, I adore a silly death scene. Like, I love all the um, Final Destination films. I love films that have mm. deaths like that. And on paper, I should have really enjoyed this film, but there was something that just wasn't clicking with it. It was like, oh, I guess that yeah. was alright.
0: But it's like, "Nah, yeah, I don't know. There's something that just it's wasn't... Just... I like it when Hawk tries to insult Chandu by calling him Chandude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good <bit> insult, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, I, like, I, think... I like it when Eva throws the pot plants away. She has a tantrum and just throws pot plants everywhere and then they come back and take revenge on her by mm. smothering her. <laughs> well, wrapping her lightly. Um, it's
3: it's I just kind it. of a mess though isn't it because it takes so many different <laughs> <a scientific> things <laughs> like i, mean, I, I feel it. like you know it's got it's got it's got the Love lovecraft basis in that it references cthulhu even though every book they open has got like satanic drawings in that are nothing to do with cthulhu mm-hmm. um and you don't mm-hmm. actually see anything actually cthulhu yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy's dead yeah. wife is called leonore uh from a grand mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. called chandu any dresses like Bella Lagosi in the Chando films. And it's it's just all this kind of like it's like they've read these things, they've seen these things, but they've not referenced them with any kind of meaning. It's just it's just like they've thrown a load of things at the screen, like, incoherently and I find that really Well I suppose boring. a good
0: example of that is the fact that he it turns out Chandu's using this evil Cthulhu magic to do his illusions on
3: stage mm-hmm.
0: but they're really basic tricks that mm. normal magicians yeah, could do Other magicians do. Yeah, yeah.
4: seem to yeah.
2: be able to get by without Cthulhu don't they yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well we, we assume <laughs> Well we,
3: we think
4: Paul Daniels yeah. though come on Yeah
2: yeah, I mean,
3: he's, yeah he's
4: clearly into some
3: yeah. occult shit well, he's got the Innsmouth look, so... You know. He really does. <laughs> hey, Paul Daniels. I'd watch, a
4: film. For gills at the I'd, I'd watch a film based uh-huh. on some H.P. Lovecraft starring Paul Daniels as a, a magician oh, in a cult. I'd watch the shit out of that.
0: You'd have to get Herbert West serum on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Unfortunately, yeah. Reanimated Paul
1: Daniels going insane and eating everything. Oh, yeah. I forgot you. was. I'd watched that
0: um, <laughs> It yeah, all went down, yeah. downhill for Paul Daniels once um, Sooty injured him with a pizza, isn't it? What? Do
4: you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Clearly not shortly
0: before, shortly yeah. before Paul Daniels died, he had a couple of accidents. One, he chopped off his own thumb or, something, or his finger with a, oh. a buzzsaw, I think, a oh. table saw. And oh, uh, the other one was that he was on The Sooty Show and Sooty threw a pizza at him and he. <laughs> got hospitalised from the pizza landing on his
3: face in his eye or whatever
1: well that's wow. what happens if you sell yourself to great Cthulhu to be good at magic <laughs> and you pizza.
3: <laughs> yeah you, you buy a, an ironic death where Sooty throws a pizza at you I mean. wow <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think we're taking Cthulhu Mansion very
1: seriously. (laughs) I I like the fact that they show that it's called Cthulhu Mansion at the end, like it's a big reveal. Uh, Oh, look, Cthulhu Mansion. And
4: then they
1: set it on fire. Yeah. I did like the bit with the magician sort of like disappearing into the ground or whatever the hell happens at the end. That's properly bad shit. I fucking loved that scene and
4: how bad it was and clearly they yeah. basically managed to blow up um, a model and then yeah. the scene of them jumping off, it's basically just someone's throwing a, a flamethrower and yeah. he's like, down! And, he did, and they just put some smoke <laughs> right. around them and it's like, oh, there wasn't an explosion, was there? But it's like this, the house in From Beyond is a model and they made yeah. that explosion and it like, oh, all looked awesome. And then yeah. they couldn't do it I on this film it was just like...
3: It was just massive bad. difference in budget in those two yeah, films. I think, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think from, yeah! from the On was a low budget film. Cthulhu Mansion was just it was a no budget. No, yeah, I think I I can't imagine where
2: the money got spent. It's
0: better than say the Unnameable, which is one of those really sort of walking around in the dark type films. I think I preferred um, the
2: Unnameable, but, I, did but you? the Unnameable was terrible. <laughs> I think I, I, I mean what Very similar, a cool monster, what's similar like.
0: is? Um, Chandu, Chandu, and Cthulhu Mansion says, uh, "I've got to render this house holds great danger for all of us. We must leave." So, I can leave then. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. and in the unnameable, there is absolutely no reason that once they realise everyone's being killed, they can't just go out the front door. But they don't. They carry on walking around. <laughs> um, but, but, <laughs> did you notice in um, the prologue of the unnameable there's a character called Mr. Craft <laughs> it's like <laughs> first name Love second name Craft <laughs> yeah I mean so it's not, not all uh, Lovecraft films are good Is <laughs> a, a, we've concluded I think
3: Thanks for picking that one, Cliff, as a second feature. It yeah, no, I it. I, it. I enjoyed it.
2: I enjoyed it. I'm, gonna, I'm just. Glad I'm going to stick experience. my neck out and say I think it's the worst one we've done. I mean, we've done some. we um, bad ones.
4: Uh, what worse than Wacko? Oh,
2: it wacko I, I like yeah. Wacko. It is, <laughs> wacko. Why don't you have to open old wounds
3: like that. Come on. <laughs> Oh
0: well, it's time for Cthulhu and his friends to say beddy buys and go back to whence they came, <laughs> as we play another round of scary noises. Oh. Okay, so have you got your buzzers ready, everyone?
4: I am going to be well. I don't have my hairdryer with me because I'm at my boyfriend's house today, so I'm going to be making the sound of a hairdryer with my mouth. As awesome. my noise,
2: if oh. that's
4: okay. Cool. Cool. Amazing! There you go. Cool uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Skills on.
3: laughs> Thank you. Thank you, drama school. I That's even better than when, when I didn't have the bell and I, I started to go, answer.
1: Oh, yeah. Man.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
0: uh, do I need to go through the rules? I haven't gone through the rules for ages for our new listeners, but um, you'll pick it up. First pair of scary noises
3: now 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 it'll be all right look it's just a little inconvenient i know how upsetting it is but well, it's just a little
0: blur it'll wash out
4: look you have to be more careful yes
0: no nothing Ah uh, no don't take a guess someone
1: is the, is the music the haunted uh, palace?
3: Nope. Bollocks. Is the music Die Monster Die? It is. Yay. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. And do you want to guess the dialogue?
0: I'm surprised you don't recognise it. I did
4: I really recognise it, but I can't get it. But and it's really annoying me, and I know as soon as you say it, I'm gonna go, Oh, I definitely knew that, but I did definitely know yeah. it, so
0: It was from it was from Maniac.
4: Oh. oh, oh yeah, 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 I knew
3: that. It was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, second pair.
3: But I tell you true. I tell you secret. Secret of Pimboka. Long
1: before. Pimboka, like Pimbok. no life now. Pimboka. We're from the history.
2: No? Yeah. I don't remember Chaz and Dave doing a horror film. I <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> <laughs> i may have done <laughs> no idea <laughs> <laughs> no, the music
0: that, that music was from last house on the left and the dialogue was uh from dagon there's this old spanish man who delivers like 10 to 15 minutes of straight exposition in the middle of the film and you can barely comprehend any of it because his accent's so strong uh-uh. so anyway that's what that was uh third one
1: carter they haven't had a burial here in over a hundred years.
3: So, what do you think the boy saw in the window pane? It cannot be described. You're so full of it, Carter. Mm-hmm. The story is true, Joel.
2: What do you think? Yes, where- the, is the
0: dialogue the unnameable? Dialogue is the unnameable. Yeah. Did
1: you get the music? Uh, you or Emily? No, and it's going to bug me because it sounds familiar, but I don't know. Okay. All right. So, the music for C.J. and Brian Carter. They haven't had a burial here in over a hundred years.
3: So what do you think the boy saw in the windowpane? Cannot be described. You're so full of it, Carter. The story is true, Joel. What do you think, we're idiots? Of course not. But it is based upon a diary written by one of my ancestors who lived not a mile from where we are sitting now.
4: To be honest, it sounds like the Predator music, but I don't think it is.
0: Yeah, that's it, Brian, Yeah! Predator. Shut yeah, up! Answer. That's great.
4: Um, Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Oh. After <laughs> <shop at> that, <laughs> it's because it's got that dun dun dun, done, dun, dun, dun 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 Two to CJ and
0: Brianne, and one to Emily and Phil. Here is the fourth pair.
3: You should. It's so good. In this one, that um, in this one episode, the vampire that makes
2: Eric starts like be really bad about what he does, so he kills himself. He like goes upon a roof i think and then and then the sun comes up and just yes is the
1: music done which horror it is yay nice yeah,
0: dialogue no.
1: no
2: no idea
0: okay so cj and brian e dialogue
1: you should it's so good in this one that um in this one
3: episode the vampire that makes eric starts feel like
2: he's bad about what he does so he kills himself he like, goes upon a roof I think and then and then the sun comes up and just kills
3: him I mean it could be true but is Uh, it twilight no (laughs) it's not
0: twilight (laughs)
3: it's better written it's
0: uh twilight is mentioned in that scene I think Uh, it's the transfiguration oh
3: fuck's sake
0: okay uh number five
2: yeah we'll go ahead and stay here Thanks. Give you two the honeymoon sweep for $5 extra. It's got a few perks the others don't.
4: Regular one will be
3: fine.
2: Oh,
3: uh,
4: oh! The music was, uh, oh, <laughs> thank you. Love what she's having. Spot on, spot I on. need a human hairdryer. Ah, my hairdryer's <laughs> broken. Um, <laughs> yeah. that was, the music was from Cthulhu Mansion. I bet I got that it wrong wasn't. after that, yeah. Oh. I it was jaunty Dialogue.
0: you get a dialogue oh, no, dialogue some... at all no. No. alright so Phil and Emily music and dialogue to identify here
2: yeah we'll go ahead and stay here thanks give you two the honeymoon suite, for five dollars extra it's got a few perks the others don't regular one will be fine thank you what the heck I'll get it to for the same rate well whatever works whatever's fastest alright give into my card ooh we're not set up for plastic here friend cash only okay
0: no, I know
4: haunted what's happening honeymoon.
0: Honeymoon. sorry Haunted Honeymoon did you say <laughs> no uh, but the, the music was from the Haunted Palace
1: oh bollocks and of course it was
0: the dialogue was from Vacancy
1: yeah
0: um, oh. and finally
3: you don't give orders here and you will answer questions until we are satisfied with your answers now, tell me again why did you kill Savannah? I didn't kill
0: her, I fucked her, okay? Wow, nothing. No, nobody?
2: Mm-mm. No.
0: God, it's a low scorer this month, isn't it? All right, well, the music was the New York Ripper. Oh. And the, dial- the dialogue was from Castle Freak. Oh, oh. No. So there we go, two
4: all. Sure.
0: Yeah, it's it alright. There was no no winner, no loser to all. <laughs> Please hit us up on the socials. Join our Facebook group or follow us at DevilX5 on Twitter. Share this podcast and help us spread the word. Thanks to Michaela Borgie, Peter Dooley, Mark Fusion, Brett Nightmares and Mick Brooks. For engaging and supporting us last time around. Uh, let us know what you think of the movies we've discussed on this episode, or the movies we're going to talk about next month, when our subject will be Canada's greatest filmmaker, David Cronenberg. Our features will be The Fly and Shivers, but we'll be looking at all the amazing horror films he's created, so send us your thoughts. And until then, thanks for listening.